Hey, thanks, Wilson. Uh, morning, everyone. My name is Van uh, Cochran. I'm the senior pastor here. Awesome to see you all with us today. Everyone doing well? Awesome. Everyone doing good? Everyone back there doing good. Yeah. All right. I just want to look around for a moment. Is that okay? You know, sometimes I get up here and I get into what I want to say so quickly that I don't really get to uh, just to look around and just say, God, what are you doing here today? And uh, not, not like, God, what are you doing here today? But uh, like, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? I know you're moving. And we know you're working. And just pray blessing. Holy Spirit, uh, we just welcome your presence here. We welcome you. Welcome you. And pray that you, you just fill this room. And uh, just have a sense. I just want to pray for the back layer and just pray right back there, Holy Spirit. Just reveal your presence. Reveal your presence all across uh, this auditorium. But especially right there in that back section and in the middle back and both sides and, and over here in the back. Just Holy Spirit, come and reveal your presence. Just open your heart up to, to him, okay? Because God wants, wants more than for us just to have some intellectual thing going on. Uh, you know, my wife wouldn't like it if I said to her, intellectual love is the most pure kind, therefore there's not going to be any experience between us from now on. You know, God wants us to experience his presence. And if, if, you, if, if, um, if you have uh, a, a heart that says, I want to experience his presence then he's going to touch you. He wants to release his presence so that you can experience his presence. With his presence, you know what comes with that? Uh, we experience his love. That's the thing. It's, it's just not like, well, I, I want experience. It's not that. No, it is with his presence, we experience his love. And with his love, we experience his power. And we experience his healing. And we experience intimacy with him. And, and that's what we're after is intimacy with him and to be free of all the things that, that mess up our lives so we can just walk with him and be used by him. Well, this week, several of us went to a conference in uh, Champaign, Illinois called Doing the Stuff. It was uh, Doing the Stuff 3, which means it was the third of this particular conference. And Doing the Stuff, if you're familiar with the vineyard at all, you know it's um, a phrase that was used at the beginning of the vineyard to, uh, to speak to the issue of ministry in the gifts of the Spirit and exercising uh, the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, the original uh, leader of the vineyard, John Wimber, uh, the, the man that coalesced the movement and, and that God used to lead it into um, the impact it's had. Uh, he originally, when he became a believer, he just thought, well, yeah, Jesus healed people, so we get to heal people. Jesus freed people uh, from demonic presences, so we get to free people, and on and on. And so he kept asking the question, uh, when do we get to do this stuff? And he was going to a church that, that just you know did church with a sermon and hymns, and then everybody left. And he kept saying, when do we get to do this stuff? In fact, we're going to show you a video next week that illustrates that. And it's, it's really a beautiful uh, video that we saw this week at this conference. But um, doing the stuff and experiencing God's presence in, in the whole process of that is just a powerful thing. And, and, I, and I know for myself at the conference, the first week, the first night, Wednesday night, 
uh, Christy Wimber, whose daughter-in-law to John Wimber was ministering. And, and she was saying, okay, the Holy Spirit, he, all right, he's coming. There he comes again. And about two, three seconds after she said that every time, she said that probably five times, I just felt this wave of God's presence just wash over me. And, and I can feel, I can feel his presence right now as I tell you about that. Just, it was just like, just like a wave just coming. And, and you need to know that's different than just emotional excitement. It might be a totally non-emotional experience, but it'll be the sweetest thing you've ever experienced in your life. It's different than get exci- getting excited during worship because the song is so exciting and yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this. And I mean, that, that's, that's good. That's okay. But sometimes that's kind of like getting excited at the beginning of a big game when they play the national anthem. Anybody know what I'm talking about? My dad, I think the only times I ever saw him cry were when they played the national anthem. And there was something about that, that the music that moved him. Experiencing God's presence is different than being moved by music or being moved by a story. There's something real to it that it just it just kind of overwhelms you. And it you, you experience God's love. And it frees. It, it frees and heals because God's love is pouring over us and into us. And so um, the second day there, I sat in a seminar with a guy named Randy Clark. I don't know how many of you know who Randy Clark is. Yeah, Randy's a, a very well-known um, guy that's anointed powerfully uh, for healing ministry and just wonderful, wonderful, humble man. But I decided this. He was doing a seminar, and I thought, okay, I'm going to sit in that front seat in the center so that every time he walks by, I'll be close to him, and maybe some of it will rub off, you know? And I mean, honestly, sometimes God does things that way. And so uh, it was just a powerful uh, seminar. But when he wanted to, like, illustrate, like, uh, like there were different times he said, when I was in Brazil, and I looked him in the eye, and I said to him, and when he did that sort of thing, he would walk over to me and look me in the eye like I was the guy and say it to me. And that happened probably three or four times. And I just looked him right back in the eye, and I'm just thinking, okay, God, I'm taking this for me. I know it's an illustration. I know it's something he said to somebody else, but I'm just opening my heart up, and I'm saying, I want that. And uh, there's just something really so sweet about having just I find as, as I open my heart up more like that, there's more healing that comes in and more freedom and, and, and more of the hunger to know God is, is, is filled. But the last day of this conference, it, it ended at noon yesterday and they had a ministry time at the front. Uh, probably 200 people, at least, maybe 300 people packed across the front of this church, five, six deep, and churches twice as wide as this, if not maybe three times as wide as this. And uh, and so we're thinking, okay, well, we got to go because we have to get back uh, for the service last night. And, and I had been I'd, I'd had Randy Clark pray for me during the, after that seminar and, and others. And so I was really filled up and, and I didn't really sense the need. I had to go up front for prayer at that point, but, um, I'm watching and, and we're waiting for a couple people that are, that are up front, Wilson and, and, and Jen, my son and daughter-in-law were up front and, um, waiting for prayer. And I hear Randy Clark saying, Lord, electrocute him. That those were his words, electrocute him. And now, he didn't mean that literal, you know that. 
We don't want anyone to die from electrocution. That was what you call hyperbole. Jesus did use hyperbole when he said, if your eye offends, you rip it out of your head. If your hand offends, you cut it off. He didn't mean that, okay? He didn't mean literally do that. He was just making his point, stating it strongly to make the point. But I didn't know this until a little bit later, but the person he was talking about when he said that was our very own Dave King, our executive pastor. And uh, actually, Jim Freeberg sitting back here. Where's Jim? Oh, Jim's right here. Jim was part of that, too. They were standing beside each other. And, you know, one of the things that happens is when something powerful happens, sometimes it, it hits more than one person right there. And, and, I, and I don't know if this was for Jim and it hit Dave or if it was Dave and then it hit Jim. But I had Dave up the first service, and I want to have him come back up again and tell what happened. Okay, would you come up and just explain what you experienced to Dave? Mike, Mike. Okay, Mike. It's on. Thank you. It's the electricity he was talking about shorted it. That's what I was All week long, I, God was encountering me just with... Um, it was some healing internally of just some things from my childhood. And, cause I, and I've talked about it when I've spoken on weekends here, that, that constant struggle of fear in one shape or another. And early in the week, God just spoke uh, healing in, in some areas related to some childhood things. And there was a part early on that I'm shaking right now as I'm talking. So that's what I've been experiencing most of the week that God was just pouring out pure love. And he spoke pure love to my heart on several occasions. And during that, that time when, when Randy actually came up and, um, and said what he did, he touched my hand and I went down and my hand just started burning and tingling and burning and it, it burned most of the afternoon. And I was shaking, but before he came up and prayed for me, God had been encountering me and I was just trembling internally. And when I went down, God just spoke a lot of things to me of healing and affirmation and more of that pure love. But he also spoke almost a fresh call to ministry to me. as just some things that I've been just thinking through and that God was just affirming for me. And one of the, the, the things about that pure love thing is more than just words. I mean, we can hear that and it, it, it well, hey, that's really nice. But this morning when I got up and was just thinking about coming in this morning, God says, Dave, that pure love that I gave to you, that's just not for you. That's for all of Vineyard Northwest. And that's what he has for all of us today. And when Van was actually, Van already prayed and it was just sensing what God was doing. A continuation of that, some of you may be experiencing some, some heartburn right now. That's not normal for you. If that's you, it's not a weird thing that's happening. That's, that's the love of God actually starting to encounter you. And it's just like a, a heat. And if that's you, I encourage you just throughout this time, just say, God, just more of that. And as ministry time opens up a little bit later on, come on up and let someone pray for that just to increase because God's healing power is in that. God's encouraging uh, presence for you is in that. So that's, that's what's been happening for me. So, Yeah. All right. Snuff this day, please. Dave, Dave. 
Um, so you said you went down. You said he touched your hand and it burned. Um, what did mean? What does that mean? You went down, and okay. what does it mean? He touched your hand, like you used an illustration mm-hmm. yesterday of like an electric shock. Electric but shock. What did what did you experience at that moment? Yeah, when I'm saying went down, is that human? And Van mentioned it earlier. There, there are times that when we're experiencing God's power, is that our physical capacity? It's it's almost a lot for us when when God encounters us. So when I, my experience was when I went down, I actually fell. And, I, and I'm the type of guy, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I don't like a lot of attention drawn to myself. And, but there was something around that for me that was a healing mm-hmm. that was taking place. So when I went down, it was God encountering me in that particular moment yeah. just by falling. So, in other words, you're saying your muscles got weak. You my couldn't could keep weak. your knees together. What is that right? Yeah, it's like my entire body just felt almost like a surge of, yeah. of the electricity, but it was also a very peaceful thing, too, yeah. while both was going on. And so my, my muscles became weak, and when I couldn't stand. Yeah, okay. Awesome, Dave. So. And uh, at the end of the service, I want to make sure we have you up here praying for people that just want to experience more of God's presence, okay? Okay. Okay, Thank good. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know, it's, um, it's not about experience. It's not like, well, boy, I want to have this cool experience so I can be excited for a few days until my next cool experience. It, it is that God wants to encounter us, and he wants us to encounter him. And, and it's like a hug from our Father in heaven, and it brings healing to our hearts. And, and it is something that, that does uh, just bring joy to our lives and bring freedom. And so the experience itself is uh, j- just something that releases God's love to us somehow. And, and we, it's not something we have to fear. Uh, it's, it's not often that a person just can't stand up. But that happens. That's happened to me different times. That did not happen to me this conference. I felt God's presence powerfully, but I never had a moment where my knees went or where where I fell down. Um, And so it's not something we have to fear, but just to just say, God, I want more of you. And whatever that means, I want more of you. And, and, and we just, just let him bring, bring himself to us in his timing and in his way. And I know the very first time I experienced the presence of God, I, I had actually shifted my theology from not believing that experience was a good thing or believing that God wanted us to experience his presence. I thought he didn't. And then through studying the Bible, I came to believe that he did. And so I was just constantly crying out to him, God, I want to experience your presence. And I, and I just want to experience you. And even, even the first time I spoke in tongues, it was non-experiential. It was like I, I, I was a, alone praying, and I, and I come to believe God wanted me to have that gift. And I hadn't experienced anything with God yet. But I'm just saying, oh, God, give me the gift of tongues. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'd wait, and I'd think that God was going to grab my lips and my tongue and go, you know, and make something happen. And that does happen for some people, that they get the, receive the gift of tongues that way. But for me, I'm there all alone in this closet. And um, it was a big closet. 
And uh, I cleaned it all out so I could go in there and pray and, and read and stuff. And I'm just saying, oh, God, I want this. I want this. And it's dark. And I, and I saw this thing float through my mind. It was like a, like a ribbon. And it just kind of like was swirling. And it went through my mind. My mind's eye, just out of nowhere. And I said, and it shocked me. And I said, well, what is that? And the Lord spoke to me and said, that's it. All you have to do is open your mouth and speak it. And so I had to open my mouth and pray. And I had to take that risk. This is where the, the, this is where the, the gift of, of a prayer language uh, breaks with our Western mindset that everything has to be logical and linear and fit together. And it has to be. And, and I had to open my mouth and just start to just pray. Just atoliyalamata uh, kitotiya. And it just came. But, but I, had to, I had to pray it. And I'm just doing that as an illustration right now. For any of you that, uh, uh, well, okay, let's just ask. Um, the Bible says that if tongues are given in public, they should be interpreted. And the interpretation is a prayer, okay? And um, uh, so I'm just going to, I'm going to uh, pray a little more in this language. And, and then I'm going to see if anyone has the interpretation of it, okay? But my point, my main point was that it was something I had to speak. And as I did, I... I don't know at what point in this process it went from me thinking tongue move, air blow over my windpipe or my voice box to this other language coming out. But somewhere in that process it happened. And, uh, it, but it was non-experiential for me was my, was my point. That, that's what I, I, it was like I prayed and then I thought, well, okay, God, what, you know, that's it? And, and, and so sometimes God works in our lives powerfully apart from an experience. But later I did begin to experience the presence of God and learn how sweet the presence of God is. And so um, since I brought that topic up, I'm going to follow through with that right now. And um, well, what, I, what I want you to do is just kind of like close your eyes and just, just listen for just a moment. And if, if you're new here, um, the, you, you know, God's bigger than us. And God does things that go beyond our understanding. And God wants to communicate with us. And if this works the way, way I've seen it work in the past, this is going to be a blessing to us. And if it doesn't, then it's just kind of like on a day I give a flat sermon or a bad sermon. And, it, and you just go away and say, well, next week, maybe a better message. <laughs> okay? And so, uh, so this, this uh, is, is something God, God gave to us. And uh, Father, thank you, thank you for this gift. Itoli alamata ototo kinata. I iatala olorana tatara mantolia. Ipoti nabata pokoli alapakoko kamata. Alalatata kinitio otoro. Okay, Holy Spirit, give us the interpretation of that. I don't think that was it. I want to particularly ask some of you who are in the School of Kingdom Ministry or uh, around that, is there a sense that you have? Luke? Okay. Uh, that sounds right to me. It does. It really does. Uh, I want to give you the mic and I want to have you pray that in English. Okay. Here's what happens with the gift of tongues. Uh, the, the message that 
I was praying was about God showing his glory, revealing his glory to us. And so now it's going to be prayed, but it's going to be prayed in English. It's when it says to, when it says it needs to be interpreted, it doesn't mean a translation. So it's not like a word for word, but it's an expression of the same prayer. It's an expression of the same heart. And, uh, and there's power released through this. So Luke, come on up here. Okay. Tell them who you are. I'm Luke. (laughs) I uh, serve in the young adults ministry here. Let's pray. Jesus, we're asking that you come and show your glory here to us today. God, we want to see you in new ways. We want to adore you in new ways. Come show us your majesty. Show us your glory and all your splendor. We're longing for that, and that's our heart's cry. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, that's it. That's how that works. And um, there is a release of the kingdom that comes with us humbling ourselves and saying, okay, we don't understand it all, God. I can't grasp it all. I can't. I can't put it all into categorical type of thinking. And, and there's just this release of the presence in the kingdom. I mean, how many of you were experiencing God's presence as Luke was interpreting that prayer or, or when I was praying it? I mean, it, uh, it, there, there's power that comes with this. And so I want you to have expectation and I, at the very beginning, I told this story two weeks ago, but at the very beginning of our church, we were, had a, a um, training meeting going on, and God put it in my heart to, to release a, a tongue and then have it interpreted. And I remember thinking this, this young businessman across the room will never come back again if I do this. This is going to weird him out, and he's going to say, this is too much. I'll, you know, you, you never see him again, but God just kept pressing this on me. So I thought, okay, I'd rather, I want to be obedient to you, Lord. So I, I gave the tongue, and it was interpreted, and nothing, nothing dramatic happened. But uh, we prayed for a woman later that night, and uh, she came back the next week and said how God had touched her so powerfully. We saw no manifestations of that when we prayed for her. There were no sh- there was no shaking. She didn't go down like Dave was talking about, but but she didn't sleep that night, and her ankle, which had been severely damaged, had been healed. Throughout that night, it was healed, and she her heart was healed. There were some issues that she needed healing it at a heart level. Her heart was healed, and her ankle was healed. Both, isn't that awesome? And I, yeah. Uh, there's something about the, the, the childlike faith that says, okay, Lord, doesn't make sense, sounds weird. I know the comedians make fun of stuff like this on late night TV, but I don't care. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to trust you. There's release with that. And so I want you to have expectation, just like that night that we saw uh, Beverly's ankle healed and other just good stuff God did in, inside her that night. I want you to have expectation that God's going to do something today. And if nothing else, just because we trusted him and, and, and took this, uh, this risk. All right. Um, 
I told you last week that we're going to talk, we're going to have a little family talk, which I want to do right now, and, uh, and, and then we'll move on with, with the rest of our service. But uh, the, the family, family talks we have periodically here at the church, what that means is that um, if you've been coming here for three or more times and or two times or whatever, but you've said, this is my church, then you're in on this, okay? If this is your first week here or you just come sporadically and you say, yeah, I'm just a visitor, then you can tune this out totally, um, play video games, which you probably do anyway if you want to, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, go out and get coffee, whatever you want to do. Just don't talk to the person beside you because that, that'll distract me but, uh, or, or the people around you. But, uh, so here it is. We're, we're just going to talk a little about our budget this year. And the way we set our budget up, the way we're doing budget is this. We're asking God, what do you want to do? We're looking at where God's working. And then we're saying, okay, what more do you want to do there? And you know, the simple truth is it costs money to do anything. It just does. And there are just always costs around anything we do. And, and so we're saying, God, what do you want to do? And, and, and where, you know, where are you working? What do you want to do this year? And, and then we try to figure out how much will that cost? And we, 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 we be reasonable, we balance, but we also want to stretch ourselves because we have to take risks. We have to stretch ourselves. We can't just base... We can't just say, well, last year we had this much income, and so we're just going to assume God's going to do the same thing he did last year and no more, and, and that's going to be it. Uh, we, we have to stretch ourselves. And so we're saying, God, what do you want to do? And, well, actually here last year we, we received $18,100 as an average per week offering. Now, that's amazing, I think. Isn't that amazing? I mean, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so I, I just say thank you to all of you who are part of that. Thank you. I pray just God's blessing on you and, and, and just fruitfulness would increase in everyone's lives here in this church. But let's just thank God for this, all right? Just take a moment and let's just thank God for that giving last year. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you. Uh, that's, that, that represents tremendous sacrifice on so many people's uh, parts. All right, this year as we put the budget together, uh, what, we're, what we're expecting and trusting God for is $19,700 average offering per week. Obviously, that is $1,600 more than last year. Now, that is something that uh, God can do easily. And... and and we as a church body, uh, that, that's easily within the realm of our next step as a church body. There's no question about that. And what I want to do is to ask you to, to be part of it. I, I had written down here to ask you to partner, but that's the wrong word. It's, it's we're already partnered. It's we are. We are it. Now, yeah, I and a, and a few other leaders set the budget and that, because that's the way God designs this. And I believe that's what God, how God wants it to happen. But it's all of us together. And it's all of us together that do this. And so I invite you as part of this to, uh, to, to give to it and, and to be part of it. And, you know, the simple truth is that uh, we can't be healthy just as people. Just forget, forget God and the Bible and Jesus. 
Just as a human being living on this planet, you can't be a healthy human being without giving because we're designed to give. And then we come into the kingdom and our hearts are restored to what, to, to what we were created to be fully and in Jesus. And, and it's all the more significant that, that God calls us to give. And he calls us to give our time and, and, and our energies in serving. But he also calls us to give our money. And Jesus talked about money a lot because he understood the connection that money has to the human heart. And Jesus actually said this, that money holds the same place in our hearts that God wants to hold. That, that, that's, that's the threat. That's the danger. That money is going gonna, is gonna to hold the place in our hearts that God wants to have. And so he says, we got to give. And so uh, it's, it's for our own spiritual welfare that we give. And, and so, um, boy, I'm, boy, am I doing you a big favor this morning by bringing this all up, huh? <laughs> so I just want to ask you to do three things. Uh, one, just ask God, how's God impacted my life? You know, what's God d- done in my life? And, and here, but other places too. But what's God done in my life? And God, thank you for that. And then this, um, God... How much of a heart do I have to be part of what you're doing in the world? How much of a heart do I have to see other people's lives changed? And, and I'm praying, oh God, increase that. Increase that. I mean, I'm praying that for myself. God, increase my, let me experience your heart, Jesus. Your heart of love for other people and for them to become whole. Let me experience your love. And, and then the third thing is just... Uh, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me? How, how can I stretch myself? How can I take risks to see this, this budget not only met but exceeded so that more and more kingdom ministry happens and that, that we are able to expand into so many other places in ministry and reach so many more people? God, what do you want me to do? And in that, just obey. Do what he tells. Just do what he says. Now, one of, one of the staff did point this out, and I share this just to show you the, um, um, back to the slide there for just a second. Okay, we're, okay. every adult increases giving just $5 a week. That's $2,500 a week, okay? You can take that off the screen now. Thank you. Uh, thanks, John. Um, and that's not like, this is not the $5 campaign or anything like that. I, I, okay, it's just to say, just want you to see just want to stir your faith to say, oh, this is easily, this is easily attainable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some of us give a whole lot more than that. And, and if you've been coming and you haven't started giving yet, then, Hey, this is, this is the call to say, now's the time. Now's the time. I shared with you the last couple weeks about the giving campaign for this building and how in one day, a church of 300, 350 people in that range gave $750,000 in one day. You remember that? And they gave jewelry, and they gave uh, land, and they gave uh, family heirlooms and collections of stuff, and just all, just everybody was thinking, "How can I give? How can I? How can I give to make this happen?" Because there was this energy of the of the move of God of what was happening, and let me tell you, we're experiencing a new energy of the move of God of what's happening here, and so it's it's just the same. You know, let's give to this new thing God's building. 
Let's give to this new body that God's building and all the the new stuff that God's doing here. And listen, I'm telling you, thousands of people are going to be impacted by this. And I'm not saying that we're going to become a church of 10,000. Yeah, I don't know that that's what God wants. But I know that he wants to impact thousands and thousands of people through this church body. And wants to send people out all over the world through this church body. And, And God wants to bring something of what we're experiencing in just how God does it and, 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 and just in humility, just God wants to have it spill over other places so that other places experience the same type of re- renewal that we're experiencing and the same type of Holy Spirit power in ministry. And so uh, we're all given to this new thing that God's building and, and this new work that God's doing. And so, um, boy, I just, I just, I pray blessing right now on all of you. And I know that, um, um, you know, that there's stuff in our hearts that we just want to take to God. So God, we just bring our hearts to you right now. And, and we thank you for your goodness and your love. And Lord, I know that you deal with us in, uh, I mean, you deal with us in a real direct way at times, but it's always with sweetness and love. And so we just open our hearts to hear your sweet voice as you speak to each one of us. And uh, just, just pray your blessing on every person here in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you know that all comes with no pressure, no guilt intended, nothing like that, okay? Everyone, you know that? Okay, raise your hand up if you know that, please. All right, all right, good. So Dave talked about the Holy Spirit. I've been talking about Holy Spirit ministry. And... Um, I just want to get this language out there. I want you to hear, hear this. Holy Spirit-empowered people anointed with the Holy Spirit to lead, that's the tip of the spear. All right, The tip of the spear is Holy Spirit-anointed ministry. We heard Randy Clark say this uh, just yesterday as he was as he was sharing a message that you know God wants to do so many things and puts visions and dreams in so many people's hearts and we want to release those we want to bless those he says but you know it works so much better when the person leading it understands the ministry of the holy spirit it works so much better when the person leading it has 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 this understanding of the anointing of the spirit and what it means to hear God speak and what it means to hear God move and so the tip of the spear is Holy Spirit anointed ministry. And that doesn't mean that we all have to be all gifted in exactly the same way or it uh, doesn't mean that everybody has to be like Wilson or Luke or Lori or me or Dave or Lee or, you know, we're all going to bring something different to this. But the Holy Spirit wants to anoint each of our lives with his presence to empower us, not just for ministry, but to empower us for living, to empower us to love the people around us. That's where it all starts. Everything is in love. Power is in love. Power without love is of no, is of no avail to advance the kingdom of God. But, but love, and when we love and we're, and we're yielding to the Spirit of God and we understand this whole thing of his anointing, then power flows with the love. And people's lives are changed and people are freed and people are healed. You know, what we're going to do here in just a moment is watch a video. And, um, and this, this video tells uh, something of God's love for us and of God's power and some of the stuff God's doing uh, it, it, through you, you know, through this church body. 
You're going to hear, you're not going to hear them say, well, I came and Van had the best message given that weekend in the city. You'll probably never hear that. In fact, (laughs) you might hear it was the best worship, but, um, you might hear a man. I came here and I got loved by, by a lot of people, but that's the deal is that it's what, it's what everyone here is doing. So let's watch this video uh, that just talks about, um, it shares, us, shares testimonies about how God's working, and then I'll, I'll come back up and we'll introduce communion. And one of the biggest things I want to talk about is how Vineyard Northwest led me to the young adult community called House Group and how influential that's been in my walk and my first ever experience in the spiritual gifts. And I'm just blessed by this community. And I absolutely love Vineyard Northwest for being the medium and just showing me, you know, how great God's love is in so many different ways. And it's really cool that Vineyard Northwest has a following for, like, doing whatever God wants to do. That's awesome. Um, Well, I asked God to take away alcohol and um, other drugs away from me, and he did. And that's kind of, it was like a test, actually, to see if he was real. I I, I knew he was real, and I knew that he existed, but it was more wondering, you know, could he do this? And um, the fellowship... um, how much you know how much love everyone shows and um, just how how the holy spirit is present right here in this church and in this community and it's uh we're, they're doing so many good things it's amazing the holy spirit's full here and i love it we were soul searching for churches and a friend of mine named mark newman that comes to the nine o'clock mass uh brought me here and uh probably the best day of my life in your church church northwest uh I've came this church broken, feeling worn, torn, frazzled. Left here feeling vigorous. Left here feeling changed. Left here feeling new. You know, every Sunday I look forward to coming here. Something I've never, ever in my life experienced. That's awesome. So good to hear, Dave. But I'll tell you what, it has been the ride of my life. I, I just, I have a purpose. God is amazing. Um, he, he has just done so many wonderful things in my life to turn me around and, and heal my heart. You know, every, oh, every, just every day. It's it's wonderful. I just can't wait to get back here every week. I'm doing children's ministry now. And it's, I mean, he's, like I said, he's just, you know, he's just, uh, I, I just really can't describe it. He's wonderful. You can, you know, just be yourself, which is awesome. Cool. When I did start coming here, I took Alpha. And... I thought that was an awesome course. And um, when I first came here, I really didn't have that many friends. But um, I just feel like he's bringing me me more and more people into my life. And I think that is so awesome that he's he's bringing that to me. 
And there's a freedom to just worship God in your way with Him and personal. And I, I noticed that. I had had this sharp, for a couple of weeks, sharp, sharp stabbing pain in my shoulder, pain like a knife. After I took communion here, the next the next day from then on, I have not had any. I've not. Wow. I've been like, I'm great. <laughs> what I've really encountered in Vineyard Northwest is just the community. And like, I love the worship and just like how everybody's super free and there's not like, you're not stuck in your seat. Um, just like having a group of young adults who's like always going to be there for you no matter like you, if you're in an up season or a down season or like what's going on in your life they're always going to be encouraging you to um, just like put like press harder into God you know and that like tell you the truth like that's like one of the biggest things that's uh, keeping me here you know so I didn't think that a church like this existed in Ohio um, a church with people that just sought God because they wanted to know him in a relationship with no motive and then came to house group uh, after a couple people invited us Three days after, I prayed for community, and uh, from that came to the church and just never left. And it's it blew me away the fact that it was exactly what I thought didn't exist. So, and it's just been amazing to see on so many levels of age and and just differences that we all come together unified for one goal to, to become like Him, not to come to church to get anything from Him, but to look like Jesus and to live it out everywhere. So it's amazing. To see that we're corporately going after that. There's like a vision. That's awesome. It's good. Um, I came to this church because I got involved with the house group, the young adult ministry here. And I didn't have a home church. And Wilson invited me to check out Vineyard Northwest. And so I came here and I've been coming ever since. I really love everyone's passion for the Holy Spirit. And just how we don't put limits on God and we don't look at things like they're impossible like we just know holy spirit is just working through us and that we can do things and partner with god and so that's what i really love about everyone at this church i really enjoyed you guys the band um i like spending time with my mother and um i i i just love everybody everybody's just so nice and not not judgmental i accepted the lord as my savior my, my best friend has cancer, and um, she goes to Crossroads Church, and she's just awesome. She does so much volunteering, gets me involved in it. But anyway, um, I felt like I had to be going to the prayer, the, the healing prayer, and I've never done that before. I felt, like, really weird. And um, he prayed, and it was awesome. I got really hot, which I thought was just my nerves, because you want to explain it away. And um, no, he prayed. My friend was in really bad shape. She was moved to ICU that day. So then I came in, and then the next day when I talked to her, um, she, she was great. And she went home a day later, and she was supposed to originally have at least six weeks of chemo. And then they got the results and everything back, and she, she's probably not going to need any chemo at all. And the doctors are even like... It is. It's abs- I've never experienced it. Yeah. It's, it's very, very uplifting. Um, just a lot of good people here. It's changed me completely. God has. He's my everything. I feel like I owe everything to the Lord, you know, and I just want to plant seeds in others. And I had the salation in my eye, which was a big ball, and I couldn't see. My eye was closed. Lori, I met her in the hall. She put her hand on my eye and 
pressed real hard, prayed, told Jesus to get rid of it, get rid of it. I felt something during the service, and then the next morning, it was completely gone. It was just, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. And then I called the, uh, the, the, the nurse at the doctor's office, and I told her I didn't have it anymore. She said, you don't? What happened? I said, I was healed. Story. It's a great story. It's a crazy story, isn't it? Yeah. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? You know, I just leaned over to Lori and I said, um, is Ann here? I don't see Ann here. I think she was here uh, another service. But uh, I said, did you really press hard? And she said, no. She said, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't. But that's what Ann felt. When, when Lori just barely touched her eye and prayed for her, she felt, she felt the Lord pressing on it and just beginning to heal it. And so uh, that's so cool. I, I love the uh, friend in the hospital that wasn't even here. And yet there's healing that happens. And if you were here last week, you heard the story of Vicki Herlinger, whose arm was broken, goes, has surgery scheduled. And I mean, they've done the x-ray thing and everything. She goes in, they open her arm up and the surgeon says, uh, uh, your arm's not broken. We, what did, what happened? And so it was healed. The broken bone, uh, was healed. And the, um, Oh, Donna and her eyes, you heard the testimony of that last week and the power of God bringing healing to the nerves and, and how the, the, the neuro uh, surgeon that was going to help her, she tells him what happened. And in this case, the guy says, well, God does that all the time. And so sometimes, you know, we, we see that, that the doctors recognize that too. But, um, you know, one of the things to recognize is that when you hear these testimonies, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And, and so what that means is when you hear what Jesus has done, somehow there's a, th- that piece of the kingdom just kind of like breaks in. And even as you're listening, you can get the same thing. I mean, you, th- there's healing available. And there are times that people hear a story like this about an eye and they're sitting there and um, their eyes healed right on the spot. And so when you're hearing testimonies, th- this is one of the, the powerful things to recognize is that the testimonies themselves release the presence and the, and the healing, healing power of God to us. And so uh, that's all pretty cool stuff, isn't it? Well, the tip of the spear is Holy Spirit, God speaks to us. He can speak to all of us. We can all hear. The tip of the spear is yielding to the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit empowered ministry. And that's what God's called us to since the beginning. I had someone last night actually tell me, uh, they, well, they didn't tell me, they told Dave, no, they told Tyler, but they said, Hey, wait a second. I was healed at the YMCA. And so you're making it sound like there was no healing here before the last two years. And that's true. We've had, we've had people being healed all along. And one of the things I would like is stories of those of you that have been here since YMCA days and God healed you or God did something in your life back then. We'd, we'd love to hear. We'd just love to hear about that. But um, we're going to share in communion now. And, and I just want to introduce communion to you. I want to talk about communion for just a moment because communion is this special moment. In fact, we heard in, in, the, in the video the testimony of the shoulder that was healed during communion. 
And that makes sense because communion is a time when we focus on what Jesus has done for us. And the Bible says that what we do is, 1 Corinthians 11, it says we are looking back to what Jesus has done and we are looking ahead to Jesus coming back. And so we're looking back to what Jesus has done. Jesus came into this world as a human being. Jesus, the man, Jesus, fully God and fully man at the same time. But he made the choice to operate as a a human being. And he was filled with God's spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, so that he could demonstrate for us what the kingdom of God was all about. And when the kingdom of God breaks in, what does it look like? Well, it looks like people being loved on all over the place. Everywhere Jesus went, he loved on people. And he just shared God's love with them. But it looks like also like power flowing with that love. It looks like the dead rising. It looks like broken arms being healed. It looks like eyes that have a growth on them being healed. It looks like people's hearts being freed from things that are binding them up and keeping them from walking in the freedom and fullness of life with Jesus. It looks like freedom. And so Jesus demonstrates this throughout his lifetime. He even prayed for his 12 apostles and sent them out to do it and then sent another bigger group out to do it. But then Jesus comes to the point that it's kind of like, okay, I've showed you what the kingdom looks like. Now I'm going to do something that is going to establish the kingdom here in this world for everyone. And so Jesus went to the cross And when he went to the cross, he died to pay for the sins of the entire world. Every sin that has ever been committed and every sin that ever will be committed so that we could be forgiven. And we focus on that a lot, being forgiven. But you know what Jesus did also when he was on the cross? It was bigger than that. It was bigger than just our forgiveness. What he did was to break the power of the kingdom of darkness. Because the kingdom of darkness's power was sin. It was human frailty, human weakness, and the sin that we, we the, the issues out of that. And so when Jesus died on the cross, he, de- he delivered a decisive blow to the kingdom of darkness and took away its power. And because on the cross, he completely defeated it and took away its power, death no longer has power. And so Jesus couldn't stay in the grave. It couldn't hold him, the Bible says. Acts says that. The grave couldn't hold him. And so it's just like he just, he, he, he had to come and he just bursts out of the grave. And do you know, when you or I accept Jesus, we are put right in him. We become, we're in him. And so that means that we burst out of the grave with him. And we become these new people, new people, new. And just like Jesus had authority to, to, to declare the kingdom of God, to speak the kingdom of God, to release the kingdom of God into people's lives, you and I, as followers of Jesus, because we've burst out of that grave with him, and because he makes the Holy Spirit available to us, that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit, we can walk And we can push back on the kingdom of darkness. And that's what he's put us here for. The kingdom of God has been established. We are kingdom of God people. And 
he puts us, sends us out into the world in the filling and power of the Holy Spirit to everywhere we go, just push the darkness back. You have no darkness here. I declare it in Jesus' name. You walk into a room and you look around and you say, the presence of the kingdom is here. You might just say that to yourself. You might just pray that under your breath, but you are releasing the presence of the kingdom. And then you just see what happens and you go where you go and you pray and you release and you empower and, and, uh, and speak freedom. But the Bible says that we look back to what he did on the cross and we look ahead to his return. Okay. What did he do? Well, he released the kingdom and then he gives it to us and he says, all right, go for it. I'm coming back. When I come back, I'll finish it right now. Go for it. Take my anointing, take my spirit out into this world and bring the kingdom of God to people. Bring my love to them and my healing and my wholeness to them. And when Jesus returns, we know all will be healed at that moment. But right now he is healing people. It's obvious. And right now he is freeing people. It's obvious. And when we celebrate communion, that's what we're celebrating. And so today when we do communion, I want you to come with expectation. If you have something, if you have a fear in your heart that has gripped you for years, if you have some sense of inadequacy or I'm different, there's something wrong with me. Uh, If you have something that has happened to you, some wound in your heart from the past, God's going to heal that for you today. You just come and, and listen, faith is not mental certainty. Faith is stepping out and saying, okay, God, I, I, you know, I'm not really feeling too good about this, but I'm, I'm just going to take this step and I'm going to say, I want it come. That's what faith is. It's the action. They said to blind Bartimaeus, they said, get up, be encouraged. He's calling for you. And so Bartimaeus had to get up. He had to do, and, and he gets up. And he stumbles to Jesus and, and he finds his healing. And so we come to him. And so just open your heart to him to receive whatever he has for you. And, and God's going to heal people all across this auditorium today of backaches, of pains, of neurological issues, of issues related to the blood, of issues related to injuries that we have that have never healed quite right. There's healing here and God's going to heal today. So a worship team, if you guys could um, make your way up here. And those that are going to serve communion, if you could make your way uh, to the back. And, and, and if everyone, as you're getting ready, uh, those are getting ready for communion and the worship team, if everyone could just uh, could kind of like do that and also sink their hearts into this, sink, S-Y-N-C, uh, their hearts into what I'm going to pray right now, uh, please do that too. So would you stand with me? And if you would, just hold your hands out and just, uh, you don't have to do that, but uh, just Holy Spirit, come. So we invite your presence here. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for your presence here. More, more of your presence, Holy Spirit, more, more of your presence. It's more of your presence here today. Just come and, and when the servers are ready and you're ready, they'll be in the back as well as in the front. Uh, come, come and participate in communion.